You got to get up. You got to get up. You got to get up, get out, and get something. It's National Camels Day, better known as Hump Day. But first, today's quote reads, Grand Rising, every success story is a tale of constant adaptation, revision, and change. Richard Branson, entrepreneur, business magnate. Step into your greatness. There is no testimony without a test. The word testimony, the first four letters in it, basically has the word test. We are going through a trying time with the different things that are happening in the world. We got the virus. We got the Ukraine stuff that's happening with Russia. And then here in America, we have a lot of craziness that's going on with police brutality, with people shooting up stores, um, hate crimes and things of that nature. But I want you to understand this point before we really get into what I got to talk about. We can do two things. With the things that are happening, the chaos that's happening in the world, we can either run from what's going on or we can run to each other for support. Again, I'm going to repeat it because you probably didn't hear me clearly. With all the stuff that's happening currently, we have two options that we can do to um, I guess with this situation, we can either run away from what's going on or we can run to each other for support, for support. <clears throat> Sorry. But today I have three points that have illustrations that are going to drive home what I just said about running away or running to. It's the fight or flight, you know, um, response that we all have when dealing with stress. But anyway, that's another story at another time. But I have three points that I want to discuss with you to encourage you. And like I said, these are stories. They are my personal stories that I did, I used, I um, adopted, adapted um, with dealing with what I was faced with when those things were happening. But first, I'm going to go through the, the three titles of the categories, and then I specifically drive home the label that I'm going to give you with the story. So you have one where the victim becomes or, yeah, the victim becomes a victor. Number two is making a mess into a message. And number three is having a trial turn into triumph. So first, 
victim into victor. If you haven't by now followed some of the stories that um, I've said or I've talked about on the different platforms, the different um, daily dose um, messages, um, my mom, she succumbed to lupus when um, I was a sophomore in college, but it didn't start. I mean, it actually started when I was a sophomore in high school. Um, her first actual, I guess, episode with the lupus was, um, very trying, scary, and, um, stressful to say the least. I mean, but, um, she, she spent six months in the hospital her first time going into the hospital for lupus. That's how sick she was. Um, she was so sick that the doctors, they tried everything that they could or they thought they could do to help her. And so because they felt there wasn't anything else they could do, they just stuck her in a room and basically um, in so many words, they waited for it to die. Um, but because she was a resilient woman, she um, reversed the um, her situation for um, that first go round going into the hospital with the lupus. So six months after that, she was able to um, be discharged, but that didn't stop, um, the lupus episodes, um, she would, you know, get better, then go back in for a week, then she, um, would get better, get discharged, be all right for a little bit, go back in for maybe a month, and that cycle kept repeating itself over and over. So um, until she, you know, succumbed um, when I was a sophomore in college. But anyway, um, I say all that to say or to illustrate making a victim into a victor because my senior year in high school, she was able to witness me um, win a lot of awards, um, receive a lot of accolades. Um, every year in my high school, um, they would get the seniors and um, we would gather in the middle of uh, the gymnasium our school gymnasium, and then, you know, all of the other students would be in the bleachers as they would call different students who were about to graduate up to stage to receive different awards that they had um, won um, for the four years that they were in high school. Um, and one of the awards that I won was I was 
able to go to school for four years straight with no um no no absenteeism. Now remember I said my mom got sick when I was a sophomore in high school. But when I was graduating, I won or I received perfect attendance for all four years in high school. But that was just one of the awards that I received. I not only received perfect attendance all four years, but I also received um, award for being a member of National Honor Society while being in high school, as well as um, they let people know that at that time I had a 3.6 GPA, as well as I won several scholarship, um, you know, awards, athletic and um, academically um, while going to high school. But the thing that I really, really, really was blessed and grateful for was that my mom was able to see her son receive those awards in spite of what we were dealing with with her health. So, oh, and one one last thing. I'm not bragging. I'm not boasting. I'm just reporting. I also was um, able to have um, a write-up in my town that I stayed in growing up, um, newspaper. They wrote an article about me um, and how, you know, I um, overcame the different obstacles and odds that I faced, you know, with growing up in the situations that I, you know, faced. So she was able to see all that, which I really was grateful that she was able to, you know, be alive for that and to see that. As well as us going to, her and I going to um, award dinners to meet famous uh, professional athletes, um, professional actors, um, going to like um, golf games um, or whatnot. So even though I was going through a lot of stressful, hellacious um, um, trauma during that time, I turned the victim of those situations into me being a victor. So that's the first thing. Number two is making your mess into your message. Now, I went on to college, undergrad, and I played football, and my playing weight was 189. But after I graduated from my undergrad and I went on to grad school, when I graduated from grad school and I came back home, I blew up to 235 pounds. I had a 40 plus inch waist. Um, later on, I learned that lack of sleep, 
the words, the self-talk that I was using when I would exercise or work out, thinking that it would motivate me to do, you know, um, what I needed to do to get the weight off was going to help me, but it didn't. It only made it, you know, um, worse because my weight never left until I learned to have more positive sound, uh, more positive um, speaking towards myself as well as having positive thoughts. Now, this story is going to illustrate how later on I became a personal trainer. And when I would work with the different clients, I would tell them, I did eventually get the 235 pounds off of me. Um, And then I was able to uh, (laughs) have 165 pound um, weight as well as I have, I think, like a 32 inch waist. Um, So went from 40 plus to 32 inches, but not bragging and boasting, just reporting. Um, But I would tell people, you know, I had to be fat, which really is inflamed. I had to be inflamed um, because I had to learn what to do and what not to do, as well as I felt like I had to, like, be able to empathize with individuals that was going on the journey of weight loss and the thought process of a person who wanted to lose weight and not just lose it, but keep it off. I've said this before. It's one thing to win the title. And champions will tell you this. It's one thing to win the title, but it's another thing to retain the title. So when I was working with the individuals that I personal trained, that was one of the messages that I would, you know, drive home with them that, yes, we're going to get the weight off. But it's more important that you not only get the weight off, but you know what you need to do to keep the weight off. So. My mess of 235 pounds with a 40 plus inch waist, it became my message to people that I eventually started working with to help them with what needed to take place for them to actually do what needed to be done in a healthy manner to get the weight off and to keep the weight off. And then, like I said, number three is trial into triumph. Now, this story is basically what I'm living now. The breakthrough is just that. My trial of having MS, like you all probably have heard me say it. I say it all the time. I caught MS. I don't say diagnose. Uh, it's a mental thing for me. Um, so me catching MS, it actually helped me to understand how I caught it. Because when I would ask doctors, you know, how did I catch MS? Because at that time before the MS, I was very healthy. I thought 
physically, you know, looking at me. I looked like I was, you know, I had it all going on. But what was going on mentally was the equivalent of a person that was obese and unhealthy because my mindset was very unhealthy. But like I said, my mess, the MS, helped me to understand that this whole thing with disease, because disease is nothing but a dis-ease of the body and your emotions is nothing but energy in motion because we are energy beings that when you don't allow the energy to actually flow like it naturally is supposed to and it gets blocked and clogged up, disease happens. And that's what happened with me because of the stress that I dealt with for 35 years living in the environment that I lived in and experiencing some of the different traumas that I experienced in those 35 years. It caused the multiple sclerosis because multiple sclerosis is nothing but an autoimmune disease against attacking the nervous system. And my trauma dealt with all nerves and nervous um, um, situations. So with the breakthrough, that's what Margaret and I really, 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 really concentrate on helping people to understand or try to understand what's really going on. Instead of a person getting a response of, oh, it's complicated, and then, you know, um, sending them on their way, we don't like that response. I know I don't like that response because that was the same response that they told my mom. And that was the same response that they said to me. Oh, it's complicated, but you're a doctor. Tell me what's going on with me. So I made my trial turn into a triumph. The last thing that I want to um, leave with you are five powerful tips when you're facing a challenge. Okay. Number one of the five is focus on, focus your attention. Focus your attention. And that's not the acronym that I tell y'all. No, this is the real focus. Focus your attention. Number two is achieve what you can where you are. If you are a member of our community, you see that there is a push-up counter that is counting the number of push-ups I do because the goal for this year is 66,000. Well, a little bit of um, of a backdrop story to that is I couldn't do one push-up in 2017, 18, or 19. Hear what I say. My goal for this year is to do 66,000 push-ups, advanced style push-ups, but 2017, 18, and 19, I couldn't do one push-up. Actually, I started doing more push-ups 
the middle of 2019. So 17, 18 and half of 19, I couldn't do one push up. And now I'm looking at trying to do what I will. It ain't no try because I know I'm going to do it because of what's happening right now and transpiring. But I worked on my strength, my endurance to build up my muscles to be able to do one push-up first, and then I worked to do multiple push-ups. So achieve what you can where you are. Number three is believe in yourself. This is very important. Believe in yourself. The saying goes, the man who thinks he can and the man who thinks he can't, they both are correct. And so you need to be the man that thinks he can. And I'm not being a chauvinist. This applies to women and men. The man who thinks he can and the man who thinks he can't, or we can just say the human being that thinks he can and the human being that thinks he can't, they both are right. So believe in yourself. If you don't believe in it, it doesn't matter who else believes because it's not going to happen. You need to start first believing in yourself and then other people will start to believe in you. So believe in yourself. Number four is separate yourself from the challenge. Those three stories that I told you about my mom being sick, um, me getting to the weight of 235 and the MS, I had to separate myself from the challenge. All three challenges. You are not whatever you are going through. That's just a description of what you're going through, but that does not actually label you. You are not a person who is filling the blank. You are more than that. So you need to separate yourself from that challenge. The challenge is just an activity. It's an adjective word, if you will. And then the last of the five is this, and it's very important. Hear me clearly. Don't quit. Even when you don't succeed. Going back to the push-ups. If I had just sat there because I couldn't do one push-up, the 66,000 would never have even been born. The one push-up turned into 15,000 push-ups, which turned into 42,167 push-ups, which then now is turning into 66,000 push-ups, which I'm going to surpass that. I'm just letting y'all know right now. I'm surpassing that and I'm not bragging. I know it. I know it. <laughs> and I'm not being conceited or um, 
or or arrogant or any of that. I'm stating facts, but don't quit. Even when you don't succeed because you don't do it today, that does not mean that you can't do it. It just means that today wasn't the day. Pick yourself up, brush yourself off and get back on what you're trying to do. My final thoughts is this. Joe Osteen said this. Nothing in life is wasted. God will turn your test into a testimony. So I want you to. Basically, hold on. Don't get all uh, discombobulated. Be patient, okay? And know that everything is in control, even if you don't know what is happening. I hope that you have a great rest of your day. And remember to always step into your greatness. And I will see you in 48 hours.